Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. We're briefly going to touch upon climate change today and what climate change means for the property industry and how the property industry is likely going to change uh, in, the, in the next decade, maybe two decades uh, in the future in general. There's a multitude of things uh, and, and different ways that this episode can go. What this episode is not, this episode is not me ramming climate change down your throats. It is not an episode where I'm giving you my personal opinions on climate change and you know what I believe is or isn't happening. This is having a, a as much of sitting on the fence as possible, looking at what people are suggesting, looking at what people are talking about and how that potentially is going to affect the property industry. Now, there are going to be developers listening to this show. There's going to be people that are thinking about getting into property, people that you know have portfolios already. We're all going to be at different stages. But having this awareness of what's going on climate-wise will be important because over time it will affect the way in, in which our portfolios are run because of various changes that have been suggested, i.e. more solar energy, more and cleaner electricity, possibly nuclear, that uh, probably a different podcast for itself. Uh, people get very uppity about nuclear energy at the best of times. Basically, in a nutshell, what the agency, uh, so I should say that's the International Energy Agency, the IEA as I'll refer to them, in order to get to net zero carbon emissions by 2050, Everyone needs to do their part as such. Key things that they've highlighted in their report, we'll put a link in the show notes, but I'd highly recommend checking out the report. It is a very, very good read. Key steps. Fossil fuel uh, will, the use of fossil fuels, sorry, will decrease dramatically or need to decrease dramatically by 2050. So no new oil and new natural gas fuels are required beyond those that have been approved for development. Emissions from electricity generation to fall to net zero in advanced economies by 2035 and globally by 2040. Renewable energies to drive up the transformation as well. Public charging points for electric cars, the number of them is meant to increase up to, they say about 40 million by 2030 which might require an annual investment of $90 billion. To have nearly all cars sold globally by 2035 to be electric, and then 2050 for trucks, and then per capita income from oil and gas in countries that rely on fossil fuel production is likely to fall uh, approximately 75% from $1,800 to $450 by the 2030s. They're the key, key things to take away from the report. But, Ron, what about property? That's probably what you're thinking right now. Well, let's dive into this. The IEA are effectively saying that there shouldn't be any more new gas lines, any, anything like that. Let's focus on electric. Well, how do people heat their homes in the UK at the moment? Predominantly, predominantly, it's mains gas, some form of main gas. Yes, I'm aware that there are electric-only flats. I'm aware that you can get a variety of oil-based heating as well. I understand that, but let's be generic. Mains gas is where most 
of it is at the moment. Now your landlord, your landlady, you got your portfolio and all of a sudden, just let's just say from 2025, that you there, there is no more mains gas. So you, if a boiler breaks down, you're not gonna be able to get a new boiler to put in there. Uh, you might be able to get a second hand boiler, maybe. You probably have to get a gas, well you will have to get a gas safety for that as well, but you won't be able to go out and get a new boiler. So that could get us thinking, well, if we're not allowed to do that, or the cost of that is astronomical, is there a cheaper alternative? And this is what they're gonna aim for. And that predominantly revolves around, at the moment, air source heat pumps, potentially ground source heat pumps as well, but air source heat pumps seem to be the main thing moving forward. Why? Because electricity is cleaner, uh, electricity is relatively straightforward to generate, and thanks to other various forms of energy, the amount of electricity that's being generated, it seems to be increasing year on year as well. So these are all good things. But as with most things, uh, and, and again, homeowners listen to this as well, it's gonna come down to cost. Now at the moment, if you put an air source heat pump in your home, it could be anywhere between 6,000, 20,000 pounds. It can be quite a hefty investment. Now, if you've got that cash in your account, you might not want to do that. You might want to go to the Bahamas for a couple of weeks instead. It's perfectly understandable. Why would you want to invest in something like that? These are all macroeconomic things that people are gonna to have to think about moving forward. The ideal answer or is that government incentives increase and that if the government wants us to for example, all running, be running off electric, they should pay for every dwelling to get that change, to enable that change. Now that is just me thinking outside the box here. That could happen, it might not happen, I don't know. We've seen it with Green Homes Grant uh, recently that had a very rocky uh, life, that there was quite a few grants handed out for air source heat pumps. Renewable heat incentives as well. That's another way in which you could obtain funding from the government in order to put an air source heat pump in. Not going to go into depth about air source heat pumps, how they work, what they are, because next week's episode with Mark and Clive from Optimum Energy, we're going to deep dive into it in that episode. So I recommend checking out uh, next week's episode with Optimum Energy. But in a nutshell, effectively an air source heat pump works like a fridge. There's going to be a lot of changes that are going to be coming to the world in future years. So we need to look out for this sort of stuff. As I said at the start, it's a brief episode, a bit of a teaser, because next week you want to be checking in for the SOS heat pumps and renewable heat incentives. The week after that, we've got John Penkwick coming on, who's talking about macroeconomics, how he's concerned that people are not aware of what's going on macroeconomically and an incredibly exciting conversation uh, that we had so you, you want to check that out as well but in the meantime i'll leave you with the link to the bbc article uh, but more importantly to the net zero by 2050 analysis by the iea give that a read have a think about how that could affect the property industry at the same time as i always say to every homeowner uh, every every investor Try and find out who the current eco person is at your local council, because there's always some form of funding available. Uh, it's not always the same council at the same time, but there are always different things available. It's worth checking that out. It's worth finding who that person is and connecting with them. 
So that's a prelude to the next couple of weeks. Uh, as always, as things, as many things are changing, we value feedback. Check in with us on social medias. Anything else, uh, email me, rob at tpmpodcast.com. We really highly value uh, your feedback. Uh, leave us a, a good rating on iTunes as well. And until next time, I'll feel the same.